Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 62. My name is Ned Jabbar, so let's open up with a prayer, please. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead, and he ascended unto heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of body, and life everlasting. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, Mother of all Christians, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, and guardian of the Holy Family and terror of demons, pray for us. Uh, Saint Perpetua, pray for us. Saint Felicity, pray for us. O holy martyrs, pray for us. And Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is going to be part three of uh, Saint Perpetua and Felicity, uh, Christian martyrs. So uh, I'm going to read to you from the book of Hebrews. Uh, it's going to be from chapter 11, starting from verse 29. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as if on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they intended to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Abraham, the harlot, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given friendly welcome to the, to the spies. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jebetha, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received their dead by resurrection, some were tortured, refusing to accept, accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sewn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. All these, though, were well, well tested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so let's go over a little bit about the last episode real quick. We were left off when Perpetua and her friends, part of her church, her Christian community, were imprisoned and they were put on display. People, the Roman public would come pay a little money so they can get 
uh, look at the people who are about to die uh, in the in the theater. They're gonna they're gonna be tortured to death. They're gonna be killed by gladiators. They're gonna be torn by wild beasts that have been starved to death. You know, the beasts have been have been fed properly, and they're gonna be killed. They've been they they've been uh, comforted because they believe God has spoken to them. The Lord has spoken. The Holy Spirit has comforted them that they're gonna go to heaven, but they have to be strong and not get scared. And so far, they haven't uh, turned away from their faith. In Roman society, if you are not uh, a, Ro a good Roman citizen, you're not a good Roman citizen if you do not show respect to the gods, show respect to Caesar. Uh, even if you're going to pay your taxes, you would walk up, uh, pay your taxes, and then take a little um, incense, dash it into, uh, put a little bit into the burning bowl, and then declare Caesar to be God. And you would declare the other gods as true. Didn't matter if you didn't believe in it, but as long as you did it, that was good enough to them. The Christians were not into that. They're not, they're not going to do it. Jews were not going to do it, but they got a pass because they were an acknowledged nation. And since their nation pays taxes to Rome, to Caesar, that was enough for the Romans, and the Romans gave them a pass. The Jews were not going to cave in, but Christians were looked on more as an unusual sect. They met privately, they worshipped privately, they didn't, um, you know, they didn't put themselves on display, and people saw them with great suspicion. This is a couple of decades right after the um, almost a hundred years going on, almost. Not really, actually, but almost a hundred years uh, after the burning of Rome under Nero. This is taking place um, in, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, a 203. It was a hundred years after, more a little over a hundred years after the burning of Rome. The death of the apostles, the first, the first generation that knew Christ was gone. Now, uh, this is like 203 AD, so... This is way, uh, way after, and it's quite remarkable now. You see how the Christian church has spread, and it just keeps growing. So let's begin. This is um, to give you an outline here of the plot. From the prison, they are led forth with joy into the amphitheater, especially Perpetua and Felicity. Uh, they refuse to put on profane garments. They are scourged, and they are thrown to the wild, wild beasts, Satyrus is twice unhurt. Perpetua and Felicity are thrown down. They are called back to the Senevaverian uh, gate. Satyrus, wounded by leopards, exhorts the soldier. They give the kiss of peace, and they are slain with the sword. So let's begin. The day of their victory came forth, and they proceeded from prison into the amphitheater, as if to an assembly joyous and a brilliant expression if by chance shrinking it was with joy and with fear perpetua followed with a placid look of calm on her face with a step as a matron of christ beloved of god casting down the luster of her eyes from the gaze of all moreover felicity rejoicing that she had she had 
safely brought forth her baby so that she might fight with the wild beasts from the blood and from the midwife to the gladiator to wash herself of childbirth with a second baptism in blood. And when they were brought to the gate and were constrained to put on the clothing, the men that of the priests of Saturn Saturn, and the women of those who were consecrated to Caries, the pagan gods, that noble-minded woman resisted even to the end with no lack of change. For she said, this is Perpetua, we have come this far of our own accord. And for this reason, that our liberty may not be restrained, and for this reason we have yielded our minds, that we might not do anything as this. We have agreed on this with you. Injustice acknowledged the justice. The tribune yielded to their being, brought as simply as they are. Perpetua sang psalms, already treading underfoot the head of the Egyptian. Revactus and Saturanus and Satyrus uttered threat threatenings against the gazing people about this martyrdom. When they came within sight of Heleranus, this is the governor, by gesture and nod, they began to say to Heleranus, You judge us, say they, but God will judge you. At this the people were exasperated, and they demanded that they should be tormented with scourges as they passed along the rank of the Venatoris, and they indeed rejoiced that they should have incurred any one of their Lord's passions. But he who had said, Ask, and ye shall receive, gave to them when they asked that death with, with which each one had wished for, for when at any time they had been dis talking among themselves about their wish in respect of their martyrdom, Saturnorus indeed had professed that he wished that he might be thrown to all the beasts, doubtless that he might wear a more glorious crown. Therefore, in the beginning of the exhibition, he and Revactus made trial of the, of the leopard. Moreover, upon the scaffold they were harassed by the bear, Satyrus, however, held nothing in greater abomination than a bear, but he imagined that he would be put to, to an end to with one bite of a leopard. Therefore, when the wild boar was, uh, was supplied, it was the huntsmen who had been gored by the boar, and the same beast, he died. The day after the show, Saturonus only was drawn out, and when he had been bound on the floor near to a bear, the bear would not come any closer to him, and so Saturus, for the second time, was recalled back unhurt. Moreover, the young women, the devil prepared a very fierce, wild cow, provided especially for that purpose, contrary to custom, reviling their sex also in that of the beast, and so stripped and clothed with nets, they were led forth. The populace shuddered as they saw one of the women of delicate frame, and another with breasts still drooping 
from the recent childbirth. So, being recalled, they are unbound. Perpetua is first let in. She was tossed and fell on, 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 on her loins. And when she saw her tonic torn from her side, she drew it over her as a veil for, uh, for, her, for her middle, rather mindful of her modesty than her suffering. Then she was cold for uh, cold again and bound up her disheveled hair, for it was not becoming for a martyr to suffer with disheveled hair, lest she should appear to be mourning in her glory, that is, a widow. So she rose up, and when she saw Felicity crushed, she approached and gave her her hand and lifted her up, and both of them stood together, and the brutality of the populace being appeased, they were recalled to the uh, Cenevarian gate. Then Perpetua was received by a certain one who was still a catechumen, Revactus by name, who kept close to her, and she, as if she aroused from sleep so deeply had she been in the spirit and in ecstasy, began to look around her and say to the amazement of all, I cannot tell when we are led out to the to the to the cow and when she had been heard what had already happened she did not believe it until she had perceived certain signs of injury in her body and in her dress and had recognized the catechumen that is the new christian in training afterward causing the catechumen and the brother to approach she addressed them saying stand fast in the faith and love one another all of you and be not offended at my sufferings. So Perpetua has been wounded uh, by the bull, and she notices that uh, her wound is serious, and she's telling some young catechumen uh, to stand fast in the faith and to love one another. Notice the words, love one another, all of you, and be not offended at my suffering you know, not be scandalized by what's happening. In other words, don't be scared because what's happening to her. But notice the words, love one another, which are the words of Christ from St. John's Gospel. So you you see the, uh, the, the Christological words that they're living by. Let's continue. The same satirist at the other entrance exhorted the soldier Puntens, Pundens, saying, Assuredly, here I am, as I have promised and foretold, for up to this moment I have felt no beast, and now believe with your whole heart I am going forth to that beast, and I shall be destroyed with one bite of the leopard. And immediately at the conclusion of the exhibition he was thrown to the leopard, and with one bite of his, that is, the leopard, he was bathed with such quantity of blood that the people shouted out to him as he was returning, the testimony of his second baptism, saved and washed, saved and washed. Manifestly, he was assuredly saved who had been glorified in such a spectacle. Then, to the soldier Puntens, he said, Farewell and be mindful of my faith, and let not these things disturb but confirm you. And at the same time, he asked for a little ring from his finger and returned it to him, bathed in his wound, leaving it to him as an an inherited token and the memory of his blood and then lifeless he is cast down with the rest to be slaughtered in the usual place 
So he took the ring of the of the Roman soldier and made it into a relic, made it into a sacred object bathed in the blood of a Christian, but it is also the blood of Christ. Because remember the words that Jesus said to St. Paul, why do you keep persecuting me? And you see, so they those words are part of them. Though those are the Christian words. They remember these words. And it's also because of the Eucharist. They receive the body and blood of Jesus, and so it's part of their lives. They are now their lives are sacramental. Let's continue. And when the populace called for them into the midst, as the sword penetrated into their body, they're dying, so they called soldiers to put them to death out of their misery. Uh, the sword was penetrated into their body. They might make their eyes partners in the murder. They rose up of their own accord and transferred themselves whether the people wished. But they first kissed one another they gave the gift the gift of peace that they might be consummate their martyrdom with a kiss of peace. There you go. The rest indeed immovable and in silence received the sword thrust much more satirous who also had first ascended the ladder and first gave up his spirit for he also was waiting for Perpetua but Perpetua that she might taste some pain being pierced between the ribs cried out loudly as she herself placed the wavering right hand of the uh, of the youthful gladiator to her throat possibly such a woman could not have been slain unless she herself had willed it because she was feared by the impure spirits o most brave and blessed martyrs o true or truly called and sure and chosen into the glory of our lord jesus christ whom whoever magnifies and honors and adores or surely ought to read th uh, these examples for the edification of the church, not less than the ancient ones, so that new virtues also may testify that one and the same Holy Spirit is always operating, even until now, and God the Father, omnipotent, and His Son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is the glory and infinite power forever and ever. Amen. So, there you have it. That That's the end of that one. <coughs> You see the words, and you see how these Christians live their lives. Um, they built uh, churches to their names, uh, you know, as Catholic churches and Orthodox churches have done for centuries. They would take uh, the relics of these people. Their graves became altars. Uh, in the church, in our, you know, as you know, as a Catholic, the altar is Christ. The sanctuary is Christ. That's why the priest, when he walks up, kisses the altar because he's kissing Christ. He's showing obedience. He's acknowledging Jesus. He's adoring, worshiping Christ. So it's part of our lives. And Perpetua and Felicity and all these people, they believed so strongly that God communicated to them in their... Um, in their lives they prayed and they believe he communicated to them in their in their dreams so let's end it here and i'll get back with um another life of a saint so let's say in our father in the name of the father son and holy spirit 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.